2: afternoon all hello egg chasers welcome to podcast live and firstly thank you to podcast live for organizing this i can say um with absolute certainty and i'm sure you'll agree with me phil knowing that there are going to be no sound issues <laughs> with this oh, particular I
3: episode
4: <laughs> such a relief jb is your phone off oh yeah no it's not i've got all my notes on it so it's very much on
2: let me introduce to you, because uh, we, we do have listeners of other podcasts, um, uh, so let me introduce my, my teammates. I'm Tim, and uh, let me introduce first the sire of stats, the father of fact-based argument, the master of Excel macros, Phil Argon. Hello. And in the middle, where he insists on being, uh, <laughs> the Commodore of Contrary, the Baron of Twitter Beef, the Archdeacon of Downfall, Jonathan Birbo.
4: Thank you, Timothy. Thank you. Uh,
2: and I want to I apologise for ruining the aesthetic. When, when you look at my, my well-turned-out uh, colleagues here, I left my suit bag in Manchester when I came down to London yesterday. Uh, so I look like, I don't know, what do I, what do I look like?
4: Uh, <laughs> Cowboy. I'd, I'd say a Premier Sport pitch side presenter. <laughs> I reckon Craig Doyle. He gets Craig, no, Craig, if, if Craig Doyle wore that, it, it, it'd be ultimately very, very cool. What happened, Tim? You left your suit in Manchester. Yeah, yeah, I did. I only realized when I got on the train. So anyway, thanks
2: for t- thanks for coming as you are. Um now I-, I thought, again, for anyone that doesn't know egg chasers, um, or I, I think people that that do, and thank you for coming, uh, would uh, would, uh, would appreciate this review of the show from Rugby Inside Line on Twitter, who said, Egg chasers, you have the one obsessed with power and who hates the BBC. <laughs> <laughs>
5: A cooler,
2: a cooler media lovey type, and a mature one who speaks very slowly. Egg chasers is. <laughs> Egg chasers is, rugby Top Gear, which maybe it's just as well we don't have a producer. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to cover a lot of ground uh, on this podcast, but let's uh, let's start with last night then. What did we learn from last night in England's final warm-up game? From that
4: game. Probably not mm. that much Well I know something Okay so It's not really rugby based But you know We'll go with it anyway um, Do you think that Twickenham Is integral to the Whole England experience Because I was thinking About last night. It game. wasn't at Twickenham No one mentioned last
2: night That it was in Newcastle No no that one I any part what? Of commentary <laughs>
4: yeah. Well I'm thinking of Some of the, not the Yeah I'll go with dullest, Right The dullest england games in, the, in recent memory Probably been Old Trafford With Argentina It's probably been Uruguay
3: no, 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 no. Oh, that right. was the Etihad.
4: You're talking oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2005, is yeah. it? Yeah. So the three times they've been away, but within England, so home within England, but not at home, they've had that one. They've had the Etihad, and then they've had Newcastle. And quite frankly, it was quieter in Newcastle than it is today in um, in in the Twickenham stands. <laughs> what do you What do you think, Phil? Uh, definitely, as a fan, there's something special about
3: coming down to Twickenham, um, especially for a Northern boy. So it, it's I don't know. I always like coming down here for a big England game.
4: Well, it's, it's like the whole thing, isn't it? It's the nightmare of the train. You know, it's the awful overground. It's then walking the three miles from the station to the stadium through a housing estate. It all adds to like <laughs> the ambience.
5: <laughs>
4: like, and I, I really that. like it. I really like it. <laughs> I, I think. Uh, I think drawing
3: conclusions from that performance.
2: Maybe hold it further up the microphone, Phil. Sorry? Hold it, hold, it, hold it near the top rather than on the wire. There you go. There you go.
3: <laughs> you can see I'm not used to this. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah drawing any conclusions from that game uh, would be pretty limited. Now, there's some disappointing things and there were some positive things from England side. Some of the positive things, some of the individual performances were very, very good. Uh, Mark Wilson, particularly sales. Mark Wilson, sales. Mark Wilson.
4: You can uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Steve Diamond for the England back row. Now, <laughs> uh, I th- thought he. W- I thought he was brilliant. His work effort was sensational.
3: That's um, what we do there. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny May as well was brilliant, and Marchant I thought was amazing. Johnny May was outstanding, actually. J- Johnny May was considering how little ball, particularly in that first half, England actually had they only they were struggling to put two or three phases together um and you c- you could tell that with the with the well first of all the scoreline at half time and, and the performance leading into that the crowd booing or at least there was some quiet boos when they opted to go for uh, three points just before half time
4: but this sort of leads to my original point when we started the podcast which is when england go away they try and make it all like carnival atmosphere and whatnot. And frankly, when we go to test match, you don't want a carnival atmosphere. You want a full-blooded test. So when they went to Uruguay, they were doing all the you yeah. know, fast line-outs. It's not Uruguay. Sorry. When they played Uruguay, they were doing all the fast line-outs and so on and so forth. And I think the way they marketed it to the Newcastle market, that's exactly what they expected. So when they went out and kicked, you think, well, hang on, what's this about? I, I just think that it,
2: it, was, it was only at half-time that someone pointed out that it wasn't a training game because it looks like they were wearing training kit. I just Yes, what was the kit, the kit about? <laughs> It was um, dreadful. A, a couple of things I learned. Um, we got a couple of absolute heroes in, in, in Ellis Genge and Carl Sinclair. Uh, that is a WWE tag team. Isn't again. it? <laughs> or, a, or a cop duo for a movie that just needs to happen Yeah, but at it's some like Bad point. Cop, Bad Cop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the film. <laughs> yeah, Bad Cop, Bad Cop. <laughs> I like it. Um, and uh, They're just 21st century uh, rugby players in, in a lot of ways. Um, there was... Well, Carl Sinclair's like... So, I think Fairy Liquid should having for an endorsement his hands are that soft and, and Ellis Genge afterwards chatting to Will Greenwood who, um, who, who we'll, we'll hear from later, it, it was brilliant, I, I loved him go well in Japan, yeah mate safe, safe, <laughs> I, love I love change. it never change, never change never change, and uh, does it feel like England are trying to win some hearts and minds because the last few games, giving shirts out do you want your rugby players
4: to be winning hearts and minds I mean genuinely, do you not just want them to be smashing other people well, and winning ball and winning games and destroying so scrums and demoralising people. So, <laughs> winning hearts and minds doesn't take away from Ellis Genji's ability it, well, on, to do stuff. It isn't the, the, the Vietnam the War. Stuff.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can do both. I, th- those boys in particular have shown they can do both. I, mm. I thought it was an interesting... There was some um, indication in the papers this morning that that change after, whatever it was, 32, 35 minutes, was pre-planned. I'm not i'm not not so I sure don't I th- know. It's, it's an interesting
2: one
4: i um, mean if you've got that much talent on the bench why would you not why would you not what pre-plan it after 32 minutes oh 32 minutes yeah. <laughs> okay sorry not th- yeah yeah okay fine
2: all right here's one um jonathan joseph and joe marchin are the same person James i completely Mar- my mind i completely agree <laughs> with that i completely <laughs> agree i think we could do like a, with the curry twins you could just yeah just uh, one swap A1 them B. half time
4: no one would know the weird thing is have you seen jonathan joseph's brother Jonathan Joseph's the got a younger, brother younger at, I think, London Irish, and he it looks identical to Jonathan Joseph. So there's actually three of them. Well, that <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm oh, sorry, go on, Phil.
3: I was just going to say that Marchant putting his hand up in that performance, because we've not yet seen Henry Slade. Um, no. Nope. To will we know his injury history, although he seems to be on form. And Jonathan Joseph hasn't been fit since the uh, first or second game. So there is a real potential that Marchant, that Marchant could have played himself into a, a spot at some point.
2: Right, very briefly, let's pick uh, England's 10, 12, How 13 football for, oh, before oh, the, 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 the game th- against Tonga, because I think
4: this is I- interesting. Um,
5: well,
2: I'll
4: start with nine. Um, Willie Hines. I think Willie Hines. I, and you've got to give... Um, man, you, of match, man of the match, Ben Youngs. Man of the match, Ben Youngs. Let's talk about that later. <laughs> I mean, when, is, when is three box kicks earned, you man of the match? Um, so... Credit to Eddie Jones. I mean, who would have been brave enough to pick up Willie Hines? But he's done the right thing. And I think Willie Hines, just looking at the body of work they've done for the last four weeks, or four games, I should say, looks really, really good. If if I was playing a game tomorrow with my house on the line, I'd go with Willie Hines. So Willie Hines. So you go Hines, and then you'd... Ford. Well, short of being able for you to bring in sippers. Can't bring in sippers. Um, (laughs) But... uh, Ford, I think Ford's been absolutely brilliant. I don't think Farrell did himself any favours last night.
3: So I, I think Farrell's first half was probably the worst I've seen him. Yeah. It really? Yeah, I, I thought he had a really, really bad well, game. He, he corrected it in the second half, I thought. We England got the, g- the go-forward ball from partly from Genge and Sinks, uh, and once he got that front football, he had a bit more opportunity. But in the first half, he kept trying this this double pump. So looked to go for a wide pass and then opt for a short pass. Mm. And it worked really well for the Anthony Watson try. It worked perfectly for them, but he must have tried it half a dozen times prior to that. And the the team around him weren't coordinated with him. Johnny Johnny
2: Sexton has a telegraph run around. He doesn't stop doing it. I say, oh, if I'll carry on, keep going. (laughs) Now, uh, very briefly, let's just touch on Italy because I I look at them and I feel really sorry for them because they're going to the World Cup. It's basically like they're on death row and they just want to die with a bit of dignity. (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're every other pool there's le- legitimately three sides can get out of the pool except for Italy who haven't beaten a tier one team since before the 2015 World Cup is that right? no
3: yeah. that's not because they beat
2: South, South Africa
4: like, yeah, when was that?
3: where's Ian Robertson? can you just I l- you I your notes? <laughs> Ian can you please do his notes? <laughs> 2017,
2: thank you. Thank you, Nick, Keith.
3: <laughs> <I> stand corrected. <laughs> Damn it. Um,
5: <laughs> I think oh, I think your
3: broader point about their pool yeah, your broader stands, point is correct. Because wha- while, th- while they might have beaten South Africa a couple of years ago, uh, the South Africa at that stage was totally, totally different. That was a team in flux. You've now got a team in South Africa that are very much on the up and up. They've got multiple options in every single position. I mean, they're 2nd yeah. They've row got options. multiple
2: South Africans in most World Cup teams. <laughs> 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 yeah, <that's laughs> <a good> particularly <laughs> in the second row. <laughs> that's a very, very
4: good point.
3: Yeah. So I... I cannot see them getting even marginally close to either South Africa or New Zealand. So
4: just a few things on Italy, right? Uh, Not a few things. We've got a lot lot of ground to cover. Okay. Um, Number one, I thought Jaden Hayward was pretty good. I thought he was quite direct. And here's a controversial one, which I know I'm wrong on, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Um, (laughs) The most uh, JB thing JB has ever said. I like their back row without Sergio Parisi. There you go. Said it. Oh I'm not sure about but that. every time you write him off, he comes back stronger. Yeah. So I just, don't, I just don't know. And, so b- and
2: being as they're not going to qualify from their pool, just, the, lo- again, just look good while you do it, yeah. get Sergio in.
4: Yeah. On the other hand, right, the, the man's played 120 times and has got one of the world's worst losing records. <laughs> so may, maybe you do, 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 like, do go a different way. So I, I was watching that
3: thinking, there was a number of times, particularly in the first half, that Italy got great territory, great field position. and They needed someone to break the game line. Mm. And they needed someone like Paledri, someone like Paredes or uh, Campagnaro, who could have o- offered that um, that different that gain uh, gain line break. And with back rows, so Paredes is not the physical force that he once was. He's not mm. as athletic and dynamic mm. as he once was. But with a back row that has got Jake Paledri in it, Paredes doesn't necessarily need necessarily need that. He needs his experience. He needs his link play between the backs and his forwards. Um, so. I think you definitely still have. But is it
4: not like the old Manchester United thing, which is when you get rid of y- y- your best player, everyone else plays a little bit better? Do you not think when he's on the pitch, he's a bit of a crutch? It's like, oh well, you know, Parise might do it. No, no, ninety ninth time round.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Italy. We'll come back because uh, this week Scotland and Ireland announced their squads, so we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. However, a, a brief light-hearted interlude in the meantime, I've prepared Ooh. a little game called. <clears throat> and JB was trying this morning frantically to <laughs> think of, for anyone who remembers the, the classic game Springbok or Nazi War Criminal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: <laughs>
2: um, JB was desperately trying to, to think of a game involving um, Robert um, Mugabe, weren't you?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the best we came up with is Mugabe Thug or Ex-Zimbabwe in, uh, International. But actually, there's a lot of crossover, so, you know... <laughs>
2: The game I have prepared is called uh, Rugby Star or Adult Movie Star. Um, so, very, very simply, I'll give you a really easy one. For example, I'll give you a name. You tell me whether you think it's a, a rugby star or an adult movie star. Do we
4: need uh, to really analyse
2: this? or? Dead dead easy first one, just to, as an example. Andrew Blowers. Andrew Blowers. Oh, okay, yeah. Rugby star. Yeah. Rugby. Ex-New Zealand and international. Was he not? Correct. Northampton? Northampton, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, first one. Sean Longstaff. Does... Sean Longstaff like to ruck, or does Sean Longstaff <laughs> like to fix housewives broken washing machines and accept all forms of payment?
4: <laughs> Sean Longstaff? That's too G- easy. Sean Longstaff must be a rugby player. You're not gonna rugby. give me Sean... yeah, yeah,
3: give me rugby. You may as so well so say rugby. Eve
4: Dongy. Oh Eve Donge's next, right? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, Scotland
2: winger between ninety eight and two thousand, yeah. born in New Zealand. He was a project player before project players were cool. Although I probably well, had a depends. Well, I don't who know. Yeah, if he, okay. I, no, I don't know. He probably had a grandparent or whatever. Anyway, next one, Hugo Horn.
4: Hugo <laughs> Horn. Would you
2: find <laughs> Hugo Horn on the flank or having a poorly scripted conversation whilst delivering a pizza?
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm
4: going to say, <laughs> no matter you, Phil. I think Hugo Horn is the third and less talented Horn brother for Scotland. There, there, there is two horns yeah? George and Peter. Yes. So you go for rugby, Phil? Rugby. Give me rugby. Yes, rugby,
2: correct. Too Hugo easy. Horn, a uh, hooker. Um, rug- oh, I should say rugby player. <laughs> rugby player. Uh, for Namibia, uh, for 15 years. Played in all the games in the 99 and 2007 World Cup. I can't wait to see your Google w- search he, so selected- <laughs> he was also selected for the 03 World Cup, but pulled out due to financial reasons. So again, uh, doing Ronaldo-Bothma things before that was cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, next one. Hung Dong Ho. <laughs> Would Hung Dong Ho prefer a, bear of a pair of all black locks or a pair of all black satin bedsheets? Hung <laughs> Dong Ho? What?
4: Good game's quick game. Okay, uh, um, well, you've got two rugby players. I don't, don't move You stop.
2: I'm going to stick with rugby. Uh, it is rugby player. God's sakes. Uh, and finally, <laughs> any more info on Hung Dong Ho? Uh, uh, South, South Korean international
4: rugby player. That's all I've got. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How many caps, Tim? Do you, have, do you have particularly fond memories of watching Hong Dong, whatever his name is?
2: Final one, as Phil is in, in a 2-1 lead. Gurth Miller.
4: <laughs> if that's not a South African centre, I,
2: that is a South African centre. Does Gurth Miller love it in the scrum or love it in a low-budget, wipe-clean studio set?
5: <laughs>
2: I'm going for the full house rugby again. Yeah, rugby centre, South Africa. Uh, hooker for Scotland oh really yeah Uh, capped in well debut in 1953 uh, in a game against Ireland 1953 yeah Uh, (laughs) the fly half for Scotland in that game as well when I was looking at this Logie Bruce Lockhart which is a challenger for Blair Kinghorn for the most Scottish name ever wow beautiful love it Um, yeah they were all rugby players um, I, en- I, mean, I engineered the game that way because I've never seen an adult um, film <laughs> myself. <laughs> 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 and I wouldn't sully my internet browsing history exactly to try and find one. Exactly right. right. Right, Scotland and Ireland squads announced. What, what'd you take out of that?
4: Um, you were devastated about the Scotland squad, that's weren't pretty, you? Yeah, that's pretty upset. I think Scotland made a massive error in not taking um, Byron McGuigan, but you know, you live, you learn. <laughs> Um, and also, um, and also, <laughs> dro- <laughs> I, I love it.
2: Didn't <laughs> even need to ring your <laughs> bell,
4: <laughs> <laughs> ding. <laughs> ding. I also thought Josh Strauss could have done a job, but you know, again, they'll uh, they'll pay for that in the World Cup. <laughs> um, <laughs> on a serious note, I think Scotland looked really, really good. I, th- I think this is probably one of the best Scotland teams that's ever gone to any World Cup, actually, uh, particularly in the modern period. Um, yeah, I'm 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 pretty positive. Uh, I'm pretty positive about the chances. The the kind of. I I think it's a good squad. I think the the debate was
3: really around the centre position. Um, I am surprised that Duncan Taylor's come in and made the squad, just given that I've seen so little of him in the past couple of years. I know he's had a lot of injuries, and we've spoken in the past, and everyone's spoken about, um, well, um, Gatlin spoke this week about the importance of robustness in your squad and picking players that are going to last potentially seven games. Uh, So I'm surprised that uh, Duncan Taylor, he's a quality operator, when, when he is fully fit His firing. is a
2: good story as well, uh, as a comeback. And, and su- no surprise to see, by the way, Warren Gatlin said that, and Eddie Jones is going, no, I don't need my props till the fourth game in the uh, fourth <laughs> match, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Well, that, that is an interesting decision that was mentioned before by the Under the Sticks boys. If there is an injury or a suspension in the first couple
4: of games, what the hell did he do exactly. then? Exactly. Um, I would say, just regarding the Scotland squad, I mean, you know, maybe their package is, is slightly slightly underpowered, but actually... The, the debate around them is not so much what, the, what their first 15 look like, because it's great. The debate is what happens if something happens to Finn Russell, because he is basically key to, e- to everything which they're going to do, and he's probably the best fly half in the home nations at the moment. He's certainly the most creative.
2: Yeah, well, you say he's most creative, but uh, I actually think this is where, this, com- coming back to the centres, where I would have liked to have seen Rory Hutchinson. Hugh Jones missed out, not because yep. he was not selected, but because he was uh, not deemed robust, fit, fit enough. Couldn't prove his fitness to the extent that was needed, but Robbie Hutchinson. I- if a team does pin down Finn Russell and make things tough for him, get the back row if. right on him, then then actually having a creative outlet. And I just look at the centres and think, are they creative enough? Well, p- Peter
3: Horn can do that role, and you can have a, a second playmaker there. But yeah, I, but I, I like I like Hastings. I think Adam Hastings coming he's in, coming into that role, he's getting more and more experience, and he can be really creative. He can do things that f- that. Few fly halves other than Finn Russell no, can do.
4: Yeah, Finn Russell can do things that no one else, literally no one else can do. I, I mean, you don't see that draw against England at, at Twickenham if Finn Russell doesn't play. So, you know, you can you, you can pin him down for 50, 60 minutes, but you've yeah. got to do it for, do it for okay. 80. Ireland. So uh, No I'm controversy here, was there? It's just <laughs> a straightforward <laughs> selection. <laughs> well, I mean,
2: uh, uh, I, I do love it. that It was... What what did Ireland think was going to happen when they told all the players what the squad was about six I days ahead that. of when they wanted to announce the squad? Yeah, so they told the players on the
3: Sunday, hoping not to release the squad then for a further week. But of course, the players tell their friends and family. The and their friends and family tell their friends and family yeah, but before people, you know it.
2: the people that are selected, you would imagine, would go, look, seriously, I'll t- I'm in the World Cup squad. I'm so happy. But seriously, we can't tell anyone. You might ruin this for me. Don't say anything. But Mrs. Toner.
4: <laughs> 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 yeah... It's a tough one. I, I mean, I'm not that interested in all the eligibility stuff because ultimately it's a business and you pick who you pick and you pick the team that, team that you want to win. I would question, everyone says he's so Irish. If he's that Irish, why is he named after an English county? Um, the, <laughs> oth- the other thing that I'd mention, right, <laughs> is just <the> dyslexia <laughs> at play there. Thank you. <laughs> there, there's lots of layers in that joke. Um, <laughs> The um, the other thing which I'd mention, right, just from a rugby playing point point of view, is uh, you know when you've watched Ireland twice now against England, let's be honest, they've been beaten up fairly badly. And the guy that doesn't really get beaten up ever. I mean, you know, there's, there's people much more into Irish rugby here, hi, here here than I who might correct me, but it's Devon Toner. And also... Um, well,
2: a little fact. He is the... Of everyone that Joe Schmidt has picked since 2013,
4: I think mm. he took over as coach. He's the player that's been used more than any other that's by good. Joe Schmidt. And for good reason, too. So I actually um, think that they've made a mistake in that regard, but also from a lineup po- point of view. Let's
5: face Sorry, it.
2: Can I just check? Uh, I should just check all facts now. Is, was, that, was that fact correct, Nick Keith? Was <laughs> oh,
5: it was good. Thank you. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Who? Yeah. <laughs> if if you hear um, some of the contrary, so some of the stuff coming out of the Irish camp, uh, Schmidt had press conferences earlier this week, and he he referenced obviously not only the games but all of the training that they've been looking at and analysing, and that that has been mentioned a few times that he just wasn't. Uh, recording the numbers that he previously has been doing.
2: Can I just highlight the calibre of the people that are here? Uh, that same <laughs> gentleman that's just uh, filled in the information there around uh, Devon Toner also uh, was the person who uh, filled us in on exactly what happened in Portugal with Leicester Tigers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Well, can you can you So he's mic? obviously in the know. That guy knows things. Go and catch him at the bar. Oh, excellent. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I don't particularly want to get into the to the, to the project player thing. All oh, I will you, say you is... you uh, love it. You love it. Come on. Give, give us 15 minutes. <laughs> A quick 15. Uh, th- uh, all I would say is, I, I put out something... I- I so, for example, you-, you tweet... Oh, I mean, it's Twitter, isn't it? But uh, I- I, <laughs> My thoughts have been consistent <laughs> across any country. I-, I don't like the grandparent rule, but fine, I'll go with it. Um, I-, I hated the three-year residency. I hate it. I'm glad it's changing. Uh, I actually think, in-, in-, in this regard, football is actually le- showing the way, international football, uh, how-, how it should be. And um, I-, I don't like it, but... If I was Joe Schmidt, I'd do the same. If I was jean clay, I'd oh do yeah. the same.
4: You job's d- to win games.
3: Yeah. That's it. And for everything you see and read and hear that comes from Joe Schmidt, there I- uh, nothing makes me question just how much he wants to win. He would do whatever he thinks is best for that squad. Yeah. So there's no no issues for the me.
4: Real, the real worry for me is Ireland's lineup. And I think Devin Toner helps out Rory Best an enormous amount. And Rory Best is a man that needs a lot of help. So... Uh, yeah, I, I just don't think it's a smart rugby decision.
2: We will see. <coughs> right, what time are we on? Okay, Oh, we have got something very exciting coming up for you very soon. However, quick question. Who should take a six- to eight-week holiday in Japan in a Stephen Donald-esque way? Well... Or like a Geography Six type way.
4: If the, <laughs> providing they are... Well, if they're, if they're not supervised, not Leicester Tigers. <laughs> that would be... Uh, a <laughs> Um... Well, we've already said Joe Marchant,
2: we, we he doesn't need to go on holiday there. He can just be part of the camp and just be the interchangeable Are you allowed to do Jonathan that? Joseph B. I
4: don't think you're allowed to do that. No, no, he can just be, like we can get no. ben, ben Curry there and Joe no, no, Marchant no. there. Oh, I see. Yes, yeah. you can do that. <laughs> no, no, because uh, Wales did it last year. Uh, not last year, last World Cup, and I'm pretty sure that they got told not to. Uh, ben Moon would be one. Ben Moon,
3: yes. Uh, well, both of the extra props, Ben Moon and Harry Williams, both yep. unlucky. Because um, Mako... Macro is unavailable most likely until the, the at least the third game, um, which means that you've got uh, the other two props who are definitely the other two loose heads are definitely playing both the first two games. The other, the two tight heads are definitely playing both the first two games. So it, it doesn't, to me, seem like the best preparation. Now th- there's an interesting thing with the with the rules around the World Cup. So you can bring in a replacement player for injury or compassionate compas- reasons, but the player that they replace leaves the squad permanently. Hmm. So let's say um, let's say Mahler or Genge go down injured or even suspended. They've got to bring in a replacement for that player or potentially another player. Uh, but I- that player that leaves the squad, leaves the squad permanently. Even for suspension? Because you said yeah, yeah, compa- the compassion p- or injury. Yeah, but you can't bring in a player. Oh. You can't bring a player into the squad for suspension. And just you have to suspension. be
2: able to the, the the number of uh, replacement yeah. props. Yes. Mm. Yeah.
4: So, an England have four well, fit props? Uh, the question. I mean, I guess it's like for like because Eddie has a certain way he's um, he's going to play. I don't think he's going to change change that. So, uh, I think Ben Teo should go on holiday because if anything happens to Manu, <laughs>
2: I, I still think we've. I, I'm still standing by the fact that we, the the peak Teo horn may get blown <laughs> that, before uh, the World Cup is out. Don't no.
3: And yeah. uh, no, someone not, else. I'm not having that. Someone no else.
2: Someone else, uh, Paloma Faith, just in case they do realise they do need someone
4: <laughs> to shriek World in Union, maybe. <laughs> oh, please. Well, there's, there's a, a, sh- a
2: shadow French team, because they're likely to implode as well. So just the whole <laughs> second French team.
3: Anyone of French nationality should be anywhere near uh, Southeast Asia should be on standby at all yep. times. There, there are, there's a couple of, um, so not taking a holiday there, there's a couple of World Cup winning fly halves playing in, New Z- uh, playing in Japan at the moment. Dan uh, Carter and yep. Stephen Donald. Stephen are, Donald's still going. Are both, are both available, potentially available at very short notice. Good, 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 good. Now,
2: we're here at Twickenham in the newly renovated East Stand. We'd heard about uh, budget issues at, at RFU, but n- no sign of it here, which is it's great. It's pretty good, doesn't it? I, I, <laughs> um, and we're, we're here, I mean, if, if you listen to our podcast, um, you'll know that when, when there was talk about the RFU budget cuts, uh, there, there was a scandal around the RFU. Um, what are Count- they called? Councillors. Councillors, yes, councillors. Who, who voted to have stringent cuts all across the board except for their own expense budget. Because, at it's which vital. point, JB's got very, very excited when he learned about the expense accounts of those people.
4: Yes. So, well, yeah, so the situation with the RFU Council is you can get yourself voted on, which is great because I don't think anyone's actually trying to win any votes. And once you're on, you get about 30 grand's worth of expenses. So, I'm, I actually genuinely think that I can spend their money better than they can. So, that is the basis of what I hope to do, which is get elected to the RFU Council. Uh, maybe, well, maybe this year, maybe next year. So, uh, and this is where your campaign begins. How?
2: I don't need to think of details, do I? JB 2020. You, we, we, this is the whole big event you've. No, no, I, we, I don't we've, have any details. have been about this for months, come on.
4: <sighs> OK, fine. <laughs> Put on my video, please. <laughs> fields where we used to play, hoodies, knives, thugs, season tickets no one can afford, salary cap rates, clickbait, fake. Maybe. Maybe there's another way. <laughs> Hi, I'm JB, and this is JB 2020. <laughs> Let's take back control control of the game that we love. Let's replace their committees with our committees. Let's not look back. Let's not repeat the mistakes. The mistakes that have brought us so much pain. No, we need to go forward with fresh thinkers, men with vision. We need to go off our shores and reclaim the talent that is rightfully ours. And then I will go around every club, every grassroots organization, from under nines to second teams and veterans, and we'll find all the ingredients that make English rugby great, that make English rugby work. Because I know when we get the right ingredients, the right homegrown talents, like him, or him, <laughs> or him the results will be spectacular. So vote JB 2020 for honesty, integrity, accountability. (laughs) (laughs) Straightforward. So what platform are you standing on? That one.
5: <laughs>
4: Everything in that video. Um I mean there's some key tenets to my campaign. I I, I want to mandate dogs at rugby clubs. Uh I want to eliminate the knock-on. Uh, I probably would increase ex- uh I probably would increase expenditure on us. Um there there are a few things. I would probably limit the amount of time that you need to be in a country to to uh become an international player. So yeah, uh, a fair few things. Boots with full kit. Always, even in hundred pro- percent. promotional shots. 100%. Did you
2: see Scotland's team kit with trainers, no boots? They're, yes. they're, they're doomed as a result. It's <laughs> over. Yeah. And uh, and um, just to prove that point, it was shown to us a picture of England before the 03 World Cup and their team picture, they had full boots, all jet black boots and they won the World Cup. And New Zealand 2015, they all had that those matte black boots in their shots. So th- these things matter. So hopefully that's going to be part of it. What about media rooms at rugby clubs? Got anything to say about that? not on air (laughs) so there you go the launch of JB 2020 uh, we've had here by
4: the way as we are on on media rooms in rugby clubs who was the guy that selected Stephen because there was one guy who was the guy that selected Stephen Jones as their preferred as their preferred podcast where where is he if you come forward I'll buy you a beer
1: (laughs) Uh... (sighs) ready to pop the question
0: And three hundred and sixty-five day returns.
2: Right. Okay. So one one other. There, there is one member of uh, the Rugby Dungeon where we where we do our podcast in JB's basement flat every week. There there is one, um, well, not member of the team. I'll call it that. That isn't here, and that's the whiteboard. Mm. Uh, oh, for anyone that's not familiar, um, the whiteboard was a necess- uh, became a necessary item to have just so we could document JB's statements and predictions so he couldn't roll back on them and and argue black he with said, white tell you what, it's
4: such a shame about Marcus Smith's long term injury <laughs> yeah, isn't it <laughs> well I, I was actually on, on that I was thinking
3: when Devin Toner uh, didn't make the squad the most important
4: player for Ireland
3: well yeah that's what I said six, I said six months it. ago you said he is the single most important player for Ireland agreed so that goes down in history of your cursing players and coaches uh, he's got a bad ankle Marcus, nothing we can do about Marcus it. Smith Danny yeah. Cipriani Mathieu Bastereau, you said Dean Ryan was going to be the
4: next coach of England. Well, yeah, <laughs> he did. Well, I, that, that was not based on merit, I might add. That, that, that was based on world-class politicking. Uh, and I, you know, I thought if you stayed in position long enough and Eddie Jones failed, that would, that would work. So Maybe we, we, we've got teams flying out to Japan
2: um, for the World Cup this, starting this weekend. Uh, so let's, let's get some whiteboard predictions up there on the board. We'll write them on as soon as we get back to Manchester. So World Cup winners, Phil. We, we already know JB picked France. <laughs> <laughs> you sticking
4: by that, JB? Uh, France-South Africa final.
2: Okay. Okay. Um,
3: I am going to be dreadfully, dreadfully boor- boring. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so even though their preparation for this World Cup has by some been called uh, inadequate or um, inferior compared to their, certainly their last two World Cups, New Zealand. I just I can't see past New Zealand. Oh. I think someone who is absolutely key to the way that they play, um, the way that they play personnel and sh- um, strategy, who's backfit in their 92-7 victory, although he got taken off the last 15 minutes, is Ryan Crotty. And Ryan Crotty, I- he is such an all-round talented player. He's so so like, unspectacular, but so brilliant. And he's so important for that team because... You don't need to play around with Bowden Barrett at 15 when mm. Ryan Crotty's at 12. He allows you to play your best player in every position. He allows Bowden to go to ten. He allows Ben Smith to go onto the wing, and he just makes that whole team, whole squad tick.
2: I, I was 50 50 between uh, New Zealand and South Africa, but seeing that picture of all the South African boys with their tops off, just looking Ooh. ridiculous, <laughs> that oh swayed it in that direction for me. I, who thought Kobus Reinach would be that massive? <laughs> Not <laughs> just, me. There are, uh, I mean. The uh, the Japanese um, butchers are aware <laughs> of uh, how much meat they're going to have to provide for that squad. So I'm going for South Africa. Their are squad depth, but as I say, they've got
4: about a team's worth of players. Just the thing on South Africa, everyone says that they're peaking. Uh, I couldn't disa- I couldn't disagree more. They're not. What you um, think there's more to come. A lot more. I mean, this team's getting better and better. We have no idea how good this team uh, this team could be. Well was it 18 months ago they were, pr- they were pretty much a joke and now they're probably joint World Cup favourites and I think they're going to get better as the, ta- ta- um, as the tournament progresses so they either win or lose against uh, New Zealand first They've game Yep, they've then got a bunch more warm-up games and then they're into the tournament proper. They are gonna be an absolute nightmare. But
2: there's a lot of guys in their squad that haven't been to the summit, unlike New Zealand. That's that's there the, there is that's that. the one little caveat. Okay, so uh, which tier one team or teams will do in England 2015 and not get out of the pool? Well, I know this one. Because what one of them's gonna be Argentina, France, or England. Potentially. I think Argentina. Well,
3: yeah. In that pool. So that if we're if we're talking about Tier One definition as uh rugby championship or um, six nations you've got three tier one nations in that pool the other one being the South Africa uh, New Zealand and Italy but everyone knows what's happening in that pool so there there is going to be a, one of those teams leaving the tournament um, yeah I know that, that, that really was that was the no. whole point of my question <laughs> I actually <laughs> which,
5: <laughs>
3: but it's, it's not it's not really an upset because you've got you have got three tier one nations so, so if if Argentina or France do go home if England go home, it would be a bit of an upset. It wouldn't necessarily surprise
2: me that no. much. Again, I asked you to say which. Which uh, one? Give me France.
4: Wow, okay. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so, it's it's the same group. It's going to be... Well, as France are in the final, it can't be them. So, it leaves England and Argentina. Now, I've been sceptical of England before, but they do seem to be coming into the right sort of form. The The... The problem I have with England is they are basically a one-trick pony, but it's an amazing trick. It's a toss-up between England and Argentina. Okay, right. I'll, I'll say Argentina. I'll go England. Okay, of course you will.
2: That's so fine. Uh, uh, England do in
4: England. And in, s- in terms of the other pools, then
2: yeah, the so only other, the, I mean, there's two other pools. Fiji right are probably going ha- out of Wales and Australia's pool, yep. but uh, there's a chance they might not. Most likely, most likely, yeah. and then I Scotland are. Susceptible, particularly after their team kit with trainers, no boots. They're susceptible <laughs> to being well, downed th- by Japan. They
4: are an injury away from becoming an average team, and yep. then they've got to play play uh, play Japan in, in a home World Cup. I mean, they could they could well be vulnerable. Bon- well Do you think they will? I don't think they will. I no. think they'll win. No. Well, Noval well, and no I Barron, y- no mm, don't <laughs> know.
2: <laughs>
3: I think Scotland will have enough, but I, I really every time I've watched Japan recently from England last year to seeing them in Fiji and their games against the um, Tonga and Samoa Pacific nations cup they are a bloody good team they're well drilled their set piece is is good enough considering mm. they're not the biggest team but their uh, defense their defense and their attack i mean they, they totally suffocated the fiji the brilliant fijian um attack and they were so clinical when they got
4: their opportunities would you say that they are the that Japan are the best of the you know so called tier 2s Yes, yeah, because that that game
3: earlier on in the year was uh, it was almost the decider for the best of the rest, the best of the tier twos,
2: and Japan won that fairly comfortably. So mm. they are a good team. They are. And one final question then: prediction for the whiteboard. Who will be player of the tournament? I think oh. someone you mentioned earlier as, is primed to potentially be I, I, Johnny uh, Johnny May. I genuinely think, could be John a player May of the is a great, well. Depends, He's, I can't believe what's happened to this guy over the last couple of years. He's yeah. truly world-class now. And it's, it's the, the turnaround from being... A b- flanker. B- <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, world-class blindside flanker. <laughs> um, the turnaround from being a little bit shaky under the high ball, maybe a little bit of a headless chicken defensively, uh, positionally, to possibly, well, certainly this weekend, he was the best man under the high ball in the Six Nations. He was brilliant under the high ball. That turnaround is is remarkable yeah. and he's always had the pace to burn and it, his work rate, he's constantly looking for work. So it's a good shout but it, it, you can't pick a player of the tournament who's not going to the final. And my, the, the two most likely teams to go to the final for me are the teams that we've predicted predictably and boringly picked. Tim, South Africa and New Zealand.
2: So Cheslin Colby or Faf Clerk, Klerk perhaps?
3: Maybe. Faf, Faf could be. Faf is the kind of guy that can... He can win a game. He or can win a game in a, a second, or he can throw
4: yeah. two-man mispass straight into touch. Yeah, every th- <laughs> third pass. But the two in between are great. Uh,
3: yeah. Um, um, th- th- those two could be brilliant. Um, Your boy I Ryan Crotty, maybe? Crotty's a good one. a Khaleesi could captain a World Cup yeah, winning team. Yeah, that's a great shout. I, I do <laughs> love, as well, um, Ardi Surveyor, I think could
4: be one
5: and, of the best And also, of the tournament. he looks
4: good on highlights, too. Thin slicing, yeah, yeah. So, the guy that I quite like, and maybe he might not get to the final, but I expect him to progress through to the knockout is Cora I think his highlights will be absolutely astounding, and he's an absolute specimen.
2: All right, so there, there, there is a roving microphone. I, I would love to, to hear from you when you're out there. Just one thing I, I want to ask the person, and you you know who you are, who's the, the person that I met outside the stadium earlier this, this morning? Where I come on up, come on up, come on up a second now. <laughs> Oh, no, I'll wait. I'll let, I'll let him tell you. Oh, this, is, <laughs> this is interesting. Come What's on. going on here, Tim? So I, I I met a guy outside on the street. I, um, would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Uh, my name is Roberto Bode. And
2: um, you've come from?
0: I came from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I, I, have, I, I don't have many people to talk with rugby about, and I fell in love with rugby during law school. So... <laughs> It was, uh, I was always putting it on my uh, iPad and just started watching it. And then I was like, I don't have anyone to talk to. So I down- s- downloaded their podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, this podcast is awesome. <laughs> and uh, Good called Tim. No, I, I, no, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. No, no I, I, look, uh, there's many times I wind up choking on my protein cookies at the gym because I start, <laughs> I start laughing at something that's been said or I mess up on a set. It's great. I love it. So that's all I want to say. Hey,
4: uh, did you go to the the island All Blacks game and also the USA All Blacks game last time? Because the, the loads loads in loads of rugby played in
0: Chicago. Yes, exactly. I went to the last one, to the last one, because the the one before that I wasn't there. I was in Dallas before. So. All right, humble brag.
2: Well, <laughs> no, 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 it's, well, let's That's why holiday plans. Come on up, because uh, we've got these for you oh. for coming so far. Thank you. Really appreciate oh, thank it. Thank it. Thank Good you. man. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you. hummershopscom <laughs>
4: Good work, mate. Good work. Uh, what
2: well, right. do you want to live read? So uh, yeah, but the, the roving mic. So whack your hand up if, if you want to say. So. Oh, go on. Someone at the front straight away. Go
6: on. Um, so I think you've spoken a lot about England being
3: one-dimensional over the last. Yeah. Uh, well, three, mostly me. Four, five years now. Um, <laughs> um, if you. I'm asking this to all three of you. Um, if you think that maybe they've developed a plan B or maybe even a plan C over well, maybe since the Six Nations or whatever, what might they be?
2: Yeah, well, I think we've seen it. And I, I don't think it's that Eddie Jones has gone, I don't know what to do. Maybe I'll go back to Ford Farrell. I think it's that George Ford has been so good that he's demanded mm-hmm. that that is now back on the table. And as a result, I think there are different ways, different ways to play.
4: So. Well, I think he might be forced into a different way to play. I think that's a, slight, a slightly different, a slightly different thing there. I actually think that he's decided that he wants line breakers within the back line. That's why you get Cognac Singer. That's why you had Benteo. That's why you've got why you've got Manuel. I think when they get it right, it's absolutely awesome. And I think that's the way he would like to play. There is variety, but I don't think it's because he wants the variety. I think it's because his hand has been forced to take that variety on board. So yeah, I've said this before, but. Um,
3: I think they, I do believe they've got multiple p- ways of playing, both with the personnel and the game plan. Uh, so you can play the big ball carriers, either one of the forwards, or Manu, or Thaknesenga, or anyone, through the middle, and play the crash rugby, and then look for quick ball off that. They've got a very good kicking game uh, when they use it, with multiple options, again. So if you've got Ford and Farrell in there, Elliot Daly's got a, an amazing boot. And Ben Young's, for some of the stuff he's done wrong, his kicking recently has been very good. Um, and they, they've got the ability, um, more when uh, Slade or Joseph plays in the 13 channel, they've got the ability to go wide early and then use the pace out wide. So I, I think they've got multiple different ways of playing. My concern previously, um, and this is something that Eddie Jones and Owen Farrell have both spoken about recently, my concerns have been they've not been able to adapt within the game. So they set up one game. Yes. and the, the, best, like, the best and most Obvious example of this was the Wales game in the Six Nations this year where they went out with a strategy that was effective against Ireland, was very effective against France because Uje didn't know where to stand <laughs> and they kept playing it and you had a back three. So th- this was the kicking strategy and a uh, kick chase, very simple strategy, very effective when you've done it well. But when Liam Williams was positioned under everything and catching everything and returning it with interest, you were just tiring out your own big forwards without the ball. Uh, and that lack of an ability to identify and change on the fly is something that has caught them out in the past, and I do worry
4: a little bit about that going forward. Yeah. I'm, really no, glad no th- I'm really glad you mentioned the Wales game. Tim, can I change my player of the tournament to Dan Bigger? Sure. <laughs> I, already had it, I had
2: it pencilled yeah, in anyway. Thank you. Any, any more for any more? There we go, one here in the second row. Thank you. Best
4: wrestler, best wrestler. Yeah, best dressed listener today. <laughs> well, done. Um, Before we go on, what is a tie? Uh, that's Mumble's RFC.
3: Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, you mentioned South Africa have got room to grow. Um, I think South Africa seem to peak for Lions Tours
2: rather than World Cups. I know it's wow. a year and a half away, but well, thoughts on ooh. South you're, Africa? You're wrong. Look at, look at the stats. Is it every 12 years, South Africa win a World Cup? And we're due for the next one? Oh, <laughs> there you go. Well, a they want it 12 years it or is it...
0: And every yeah, twelve yeah, two 2007,
2: 95 two To be fair, seven, seven, it would make sense if every 12
4: years they peak for a Lions tour as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, well, that's a anyway, that's a really good <laughs> point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so no, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think they've I think they've got a great coach. I think they've got a great pool of players, and I think that they'll do do very very well.
2: Well, we'll get a microphone towards the back. Thank you for that. We'll get
4: a microphone so, towards the back, but I'll just ask you a quick question. A game you'd like turned into
2: a film inspired by the fact Brighton Miracle, Japan beating South Africa in, in Brighton, has been by the way, into a of, film. Of,
4: of all the towns to base a rugby film, Brighton. Brighton's never seen a rugby... Hasn't seen a rugby game for the... Well, ever, I don't think. I just they're, they're warm.
3: And of well, all I... the amazing things that have happened in Brighton. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. This uh, is the film.
2: I would pick the... I'd pick the game at the Millennium Stadium England-Wales in 2015 England got beaten 21-16 but uh, I would like to see a farcical comedy where Kevin Hart plays DJ Spoony doing that ri- ridiculous uh. laser show <laughs> <laughs> maybe Paul Rudd as Stuart Lancaster and um, <laughs> Paul um, <Rudd. laughs> Jim Carey Jim playing James Haskell doing some comedy routine running into a post protector.
4: I'd like to see that. I would like to do some sort of back to the future thing with the Farrells. Like Owen Farrell goes, goes back and meets his dad, turns him into, uh, you know, um, the current <laughs> Farrell. That would that, be quite good. 6-3 um, bath sale this season. That, that, that could uh, <laughs> That is easily Epic. translatable. There's lots of material there. You could use that. But ultimately, what would I really like to see? I would like to see uh, when Wales beats England in Twickenham. I, I thought that was probably the best game that I've ever seen. Okay, Phil. Uh,
2: one d- of your own, maybe? Any what? Sorry. One of your own games that you've been in? <laughs> maybe.
3: <laughs> not sure. Not sure about that. There's there's one where uh, mid December at Liverpool St Helens where I got taken after
4: I taken that. off after 60 minutes with frostbite. That was a pretty <laughs> embarrassing one. What, <laughs> I'm not sure that would be a film. What about, the, what about the time you played against Carlos Spencer and he put 120 points on you?
3: <laughs> did happen.
4: It did happen, though, actually. Uh, yeah, let's not talk
3: about that. North, Northampton's record victory every time it gets mentioned on Sky is 97-3 victory
2: against Sedgley Park. Uh, gentlemen,
6: uh, gentlemen at the back, I think
2: we had a, we had a question waiting. Thank you. Uh,
6: I just wanted to say that... Uh, listen to you guys for quite a few years and always really appreciate that you're really consistent, I, I was talking to Phil earlier that um, not often you get two way conversation nice. that um, really appreciate that every Monday morning you're there when there's rugby off season you're always there and I think it's really, you know, you know 10 out of 10 to you guys. Well we're actually quite sad, we have nothing else to do, <laughs> this, is, this is it, we live for this
2: unfortunately our, our wives don't listen but it's um <laughs> it's a fantastic way to just get out of the house on a sunday evening for a couple of hours yeah. and talk
3: no. nonsense for a couple of hours
6: you know i said to phil we buy you know we all buy our own products be it you know cars or washing machines because they're consistent and you guys are really consistent well done it,
3: that that was exactly my kind of conversation <laughs>
6: <laughs> so my 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 question to you is you've been doing this for for five years, what will the egg ch- what are your plans for the egg chasers for the next five years?
4: <laughs> I can I can see in the near future a really acrimonious split. Uh, <laughs> I can see myself d- going. Have you and seen going the way so we're little sat?
6: Little I think the seeds
2: have been <laughs> sown today, haven't they?
4: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Tim,
2: God, I don't, but with it, I'm I'm forever proud. Really, really proud. I mean, JB were, uh, was a financial advisor that I once I'd sort of stopped. I playing. still am actually. <laughs> well, he, <did. laughs> uh, he has for someone who talks about rugby the way he does, he has. Uh, he's very. He's very. Uh, has a lot of integrity and morals in his financial advising. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I um, I sort of stopped playing. Stopped trying to be good at rugby anymore, and was dropping down the leagues. Played for my local club. Met met JB, and then through JB met Phil, and. Um, and I just remember because I worked in worked in radio, and I was I, I decided right, I want to be um, I want to move away from the music radio and get into get into sport. Rugby's what I've always loved. I want I want to do that. And when I, uh, we were sat around watching games, having a beer, and I just remember thinking, if, if if I had a microphone now, I reckon
4: I reckon this is sort of this sounds like yeah. n- this sounds like people in clubhouses. Yeah, but in five years' time, I mean, probably in five years' time, you'll be a tax um, um, exile, right? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I genuinely, I don't don't think beyond uh, well my point. But I don't think beyond next Sunday
2: because I still it's still amazing to see people uh, caring and uh, yeah, that's a good point. Actually. Don't don't take that for granted and really genuinely appreciate it. So um, yeah, I, I don't
4: know. Yeah, we don't yeah. plan it, so we have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I'd uh, echo with that.
2: Matt got another question.
4: A uh, lot more trivial. Um, just about the way two of you guys pronounce the team from Exeter and Waikato. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so, yeah, so uh, for anyone that hasn't heard it, we, we uh, I, and I always yeah. think this when people, if people just tune in like, and start listening last month and didn't hear the origin of us saying Chiefs, <laughs> not Chiefs, <laughs> I know then then they'll think they must get really infuriated. Why are they
3: saying it wrong? We do every now and again get a, a Twitter message saying, why on earth are you pronouncing Chiefs, Chiefs? yes so the, my my point is
4: uh, cuz i you, you talked about it once and you said that it's you know i Eve, uh, thief and thieves uh, which makes sense but the chiefs isn't spelt like that it's spelt with an f H- have you ever seen my see, see my twitter no <laughs> i don't
5: <laughs>
4: and and last, check it out last last point if if someone is sort of r- religious they hold religious beliefs oh mm. ooh so, <laughs> Well,
5: no I'd the say Christians check out my Twitter drawer. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> apologies. Uh,
2: our time is very nearly up, and we we don't want to miss we don't want to miss, uh, wanna miss a- anthems and, and the start of the game, of course. So, um, a- any more for any more? Oh, we've got, a f- we've got a few. We'll try and get around as many as we can. Quick fire, thank you. Um, so, as a like Tigers fan, I'm obviously delighted the amount of players that we have in the England squad. But would you say unjust? <laughs> Would you say everyone's there purely on merit, or would you say the oh. historical like nature of a club uh, gets people selected more often than the pure pure That's ability. A great question? Actually. No, I, I, no, I, that I, is I, a good I, question. Well, no, it is a good question, but I think it's a very simple one to answer. Um, you may disagree. I, I, no, of course it's on merit. Like, is it? w- we live in Manchester, and we're forever hearing up there the, oh, the unfashionable clubs—they're not being picked. It's rubbish. That's no, not rubbish. <laughs> th- these coaches. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely not rubbish. Yeah. The, these coaches, these coaches, uh, we were talking about Joe Schmidt picking um, players who are eligible, even you know, as soon as they qualify on residency, as he should, because that's the rules, and his job is to win
4: games, and those his whole... job is on the line if he those, doesn't. Those who's England... who's hang, on, a... hang on. Those England halfbacks led Leicester, right? It's second bottom in the league. Uh, George Ford, top point scorer right, okay. in the so, in the league so, in a so, terrible so team. So let's just say that George Ford is really really good, which he is. He's obviously been carrying Ben Youngs because be, they came second bottom in the league. So JB's saying George Ford
2: shouldn't be there on merit and said earlier no, he, no. Would, he would pick him to start above Owen Farrell.
4: How dare you? <laughs> How dare you, sir? Right. If he was Irish, he'd, it, it, he'd be not. Do spot. you disagree with what I said, Phil? I uh,
2: get... No,
3: I, I agree with your point. But right,
2: another question then. Gentlemen in the Saracens jersey. <laughs> we, uh,
6: we talked understandably a lot about the World Cup, but allegedly there's a premiership starting fairly soon. Ooh. So who do you think, which team is going to be the surprise package in the coming season?
3: Ooh. It's a c- good question. And I, I think this, this season, r- World Cup years are, uh, they're more defined by who's missing from squads for big part of the season. Um, so it'd be interesting to see I think someone like Worcester could I'm not saying they're going to be top four or anything like that I think they will it's improve. all relative isn't it yeah it's relative performance so relative to where they, they finished last year I think Worcester um, c- could be placed I mean relative to where they finished last last year you'd hope Leicester Tigers will improve things <laughs>
2: JB
4: why don't you give your answer in two words I'm not going to say Sail Sharks well I'm I'm I am not. I I'm not, th- I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I think sales sh- w- I think sales Sharks well frankly it, w- it wouldn't be a surprise would it um <laughs> I'm going to echo um, Phil's point on this. I, I was uh, I was actually thinking Worcester. I, I think last la- last year, the way that they revamped their, revamped their coaching staff was absolutely great. Um, I think, what, what, what's the boy's name? Rory something, the head coach. Anyway, very, very good. Duncan. Rory Duncan, uh, thank you very much. And they don't lose too many players for the World Cup. I, I think that they will do pretty well. They'll do a lot better than they did last year. So I'll go Worcester.
2: All right. I think we, if, if it's very quick, we've got time for one more. Uh, quickly. We don't want to miss the game, do we? Uh,
4: I haven't fact-checked this, so sorry if it's wrong, but do you think that this could be the first World Cup where we see a team win the World Cup having lost their first group game? Uh, I know exactly what you mean. That's a great Yes, I think it it absolutely is possible. Uh, Well, definitely.
3: Uh, It is possible, and in my mind, it's almost a coin toss. It's a 50-50, so... I think You're talking about that first weekend, the Saturday
2: game. I think that first game, the first game, South Africa, South Africa New, New
3: Zealand Z- will probably most likely be the final game, and I think both of them will be a coin toss. So yes, you could very easily get that.
2: That's a great question to uh, to finish on. Um, so I, d- I just want to say um, f- for b- making the effort, whatever podcast you've been listening to, it's brilliant to get a bunch of people that that, that love rugby together just before a World Cup, and we've got a couple of months of. Um, well, carnival atmosphere make sure you subscribe to every single podcast that's uh, been here today and um, and others that aren't yeah why not <laughs> why not yeah all the ones you like
4: pilot episodes <laughs> pilot episodes is a great a great podcast
2: but um, thank you very much we'll, 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 we'll be at the bar we'll be around we'll be around all day we'll stick around for Will then we'll get some Negronis somewhere in Twickenham uh, so thank you very much for listening and let the boys play thank you everyone
0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
4: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Winning is an everyday mindset, and we're here to help. I'm Craig Robinson. Join me and Coach John Calipari for Ways to Win.